Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 172 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts, and my name's Eric. I don't have a middle name, Walquist. And joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show with a creative middle name. Creative enough for both of us. His name is... I'm Jesse the Drew Brees to your Ahmad Brooks Wilson. The Drew Brees to your Ahmad Brooks? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you bringing this up? Uh, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> no one's been talking about it, so I thought maybe we should shine a little light on it. Shine a little light on Ahmad Brooks? What's going on with Ahmad Brooks? This was the thing, right? What? During the, the, pay, the, the Niners-Saints game. Oh, the the crazy head tackle, the head talk, the head tackle. Yeah, everyone's talking about the head tackle. Yeah, that's that brutal brand of uh, you know, that's that brutal brand of football that they play down there in in San Francisco. Take no prisoners, inhuman, Uh to some would say. Football. Um, Yeah, you know, the the fans have asked for more football talk. Mm -hmm. I think it was a perfectly fine hit myself. I'm all in favor. Have you have you seen the slow motion of that? I have. <laughs> he looks like a turtle. <laughs> like literally, his shoulders and his neck like are separated from each other. He his looks neck... like something from Puppetry of the Penis. He does. But still, the rule states no tackling the head or neck area, and that was clearly on the chest. So, oh, you know, come on. I'm with my brother. <laughs> it was against the chest. He hit the chest. He hit the chest so hard that the guy's head nearly popped off, but he didn't hit the head. He basically had his elbow around his neck. No, he didn't. Yeah. He had it around the chest. It doesn't like, really matter, it. especially on the quarterback. In the, today's NFL, you're gonna have you're gonna get that call called every time, dude. Well, then the rule should be don't hit the quarterback really, really hard. No, you can hit him in the chest really hard, or you can hit him at the ankles really hard, but you he can't hit him, hit in, him the knee. in the chest really hard. No, he didn't. He didn't wrap up the chest, dude. I'm not yeah, saying it's an easy thing to do. Obviously, they're just trying to get to the quarterback, and they're gonna, but they're going to get penalized every once in a while. Oh, that was a bad. That was a bad call. <laughs> I'm with the Niners on this one. Hit him so hard his head nearly pops off. As long as he's doing it in the chest, that's fine. Oh man! <laughs> and the reason he didn't wrap up was because he was a he, he was already trying to be like, oh, I didn't hit him that hard. So I'm just going to graze <laughs> he them. Hit him so hard. <laughs> he hit him so incredibly hard. Oh man! Yeah. Well, despite that, Jesse, how was the week? Oh, I had the longest, coldest day ever today. Really? Why? Uh, well, we did an Imperial IPA at work today, which is just super labor intensive. Classic. And it also it's like damn cold. <laughs> damn, it's cold. Yeah, you basically work outdoors, don't you? I do work outdoors, and it's like, uh, guess what? My hands and entire body are covered in water. Yeah, so this is great. I walked to Himihans today to get a uh, sandwich, and I took about three steps out of the office, and I was like, this was a bad idea, and that was noon. <laughs> <laughs> this was like Minnesota cold, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cold. Uh, it was a cold, and the weather was so crazy. Like watching all of the games on Sunday, like every game that I watched, the kickers could not keep the ball on the tee. It didn't matter if it was in Carolina or Chicago or Buffalo or Seattle. It didn't matter where it was. Like wind was blowing everywhere. Right. <sighs> it's it's God's whistle. God's whistling Dixie up there and just blowing a wind all over the U.S. Well, the small folks say uh, 
A good summer is followed by an even worse winter. <laughs> well, last winter was fine, so... Yeah, we'll I do, know. I last guess. winter was like a baby lamb. I think we're yeah. we're about to meet the lion of winter. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of the lion of winter, I am drinking a winter seasonal tonight for What Are You Drinking? It's uh, the Session Fest. I believe I talked about this before. And uh, Jesse, you've talked about this before as well, but you have no recollection. You have beer nesia on this beer. <laughs> I definitely have amnesia. Yeah, amnesia. You have you have no recollection of drinking this. Although I remember going over to your house on multiple occasions when you lived in Seattle, and you're like, "This is the best beer ever." Yeah, well, my time in Seattle is a big blur <laughs> to me. Well, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking uh, free beer from work. But I had your um, Terminal yep. Gravity Festival today, right. and I really enjoyed it. It is a Hefty alcohol ale. <laughs> yeah, It'll get you. Enterprise Oregon. It is a smooth 8.4% alcohol. Is it? It's 8.4, man. Well, I'm glad that I split it between three people. Yeah. This is a, the, uh, that's the thing I love about Terminal Gravity is that their win- their summer seasonal is 4.8% and their winter seasonal is 8.4%. Oh, that's right. The yin-yang. The yin-yang. Yeah, I got I to gotta keep my eye out for more Terminal Gravity. Apparently, they're like a prodigious uh, microbrewery that's been around for over 20 years. So they've got mm. a real history. I like their stuff, man. I've liked everything I've tried. And uh, speaking of, uh, well, I don't know if it's speaking of anything, but uh, I'm going to dedicate this episode this week to everybody in the Arrogant Move League because it is Rivalry Week, which means that Eric and Jesse get to square off once again. Oh, are we playing each other? Oh, yes, we are, sir. How? how who decided that? It's Rivalry Week. So you decided? Yeah, I'm the commish, baby. I decided this way back at the beginning. Oh, this is such bullshit. Why? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because my quarterback's on a bye week? It's week 12, dude. Ugh. Yeah, conveniently. (laughs) Conveniently, you get to uh, get your justice, (laughs) your revenge on me when uh, the Seattle Super Seahawks happen to be on a bye week. Jesse, I just no want you to know that you could you can you can moan and whine about your quarterback being on a bye week, but I'm on my fourth quarterback. Started the year with Jay with uh, with Joe Flacco, went to Jay Cutler, then went to EJ Manuel, and now I'm I'm starting. Uh, who am I starting? Fitz, Fitz Fitzpatrick from the Titans. So <laughs> I'm starting Larry Fitzgerald as right. my quarterback. <laughs> I've 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 gone and I've hacked the code. And now, hey, I hate to break it to you, Eric, but you're not my rival. Why not? Human Alliance Forever is my rival. Oh, come on. There's no way. Levi's my rival. You guys He's are, got Marshawn Lynch. I got Russell Wilson. You guys are in the Human Alliance together. You can't be rivals. The Human Alliance crumbled. It's more of a human civil war between <laughs> me and I. This is an epic matchup that everybody's been waiting to see. This is the epic rematch going into the playoffs. Oh, this is such what I you I you decided... cooked this up. You could not have cooked this up better. Are you joking, dude? I cooked you're, this you're up like pot because you're just lying there waiting and cooking. I also cooked this up week three, which means I cooked it up before you even had Russell Wilson when you had Michael Vick as your quarterback. Uh, not sure if that's true. It's I'm totally just saying. True. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is highly suspicious. Jesse, the weird thing about you. Is that you can get under my skin while it's very hard for other people to get under my skin. You have, like, the ability to get under my skin in ways that no one else can. 
I don't know why that is. <laughs> I don't know why it is either. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we're playing uh if we're playing Game of Thrones the board game or if we're playing uh Battlestar Galactica the board game or if we're in a fantasy football league together. Mm. What can I say, man? Your trash well, talk skills are, are unbeaten. If you gotta, if you gotta cheat to win, I guess that's what you gotta do. If you gotta, if you gotta <laughs> become the commissioner and cook it all up so that you get your revenge when my star players on a bye week, then I guess that's what you gotta do. If that makes you feel good about yourself, Eric. Then I guess there's nothing really I can do about that. I thought Maybe that we talk this is a lot of uh, talk coming from a guy who didn't even set his lineup for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I like to sleep in. <laughs> you can literally do it all week. All right, so let's get on to a listener feedback. We got a little bit of listener feedback this week. Remember, you can always give us a call on our voicemail line at three six zero three six two zero zero two four, just like our buddy from Texas did. And here is his a message. Hey fellas, it's Jake from Texas. I am as we speak putting up. The uh, my parents' Christmas light. Um, moving back to Texas, this has become my um, favorite holiday chore. Um, the reason I'm calling, uh, I wanted to ask where you guys are on Christmas lights. Take them down, put or put them up. Do you turn them on after Thanksgiving, December first? When do you do it? And then if you take them down, do you take them down? Uh, right after Christmas, January 1st, or do you push all the way through into, you know, January and February like some of those crazy people? Um, the other question I have is what uh, what is your favorite um, beverage to be drinking while you're doing this? Um, this the, you know, the, the holiday chores that we have to do, whether you're cooking or putting up Christmas lights or whatever. All right. Um, I guess that's all I got. Hopefully this makes the cast since it's, Get off my back, Jake, and thank you for calling. Get off my back porch. Seriously, you're you've gone crazy with this Christmas lights. You have. There's a crazy line. You're gonna you're gonna electrocute somebody from Texas to Washington. One single (laughs) strand. It's way too long. Um Jesse, I know you're a little bit of a Scrooge when it comes to uh Christmas decorations (laughs) early. What, what's your philosophy on the Christmas oh, decos? Slash... What's your problem, rival? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just saw a post on Facebook this week. You were complaining about Christmas commercials. Um. Well, I just... If you're going to play a Christmas commercial early in the season, make mm-hmm. it a new one. Don't make it the same commercial from last year, Kay Jewelers. <laughs> oh, that's the thing about... That's what I really love... There's like a there's a very few uh, set of brands that always play the same one. So M and M's they always recycle. You got mm-hmm. Werther's Originals, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure they only have one commercial, and it's actually an evergreen commercial, but it just seems it was more Christmassy. In 1982, exactly. And then the other one is is the Folgers Coffee commercial where. Like the the girl wakes up and she goes downstairs and her older brother has come home for the holidays. Do you know what oh, I'm talking yeah, about? I know it. Yeah, I know it well. But, the one that's been driving me crazy is where it's like it's that it's like a boardroom and they have like a graph that has no discernible numbers on the axis or the uh, <laughs> other axis. 
And um, it's like, kissing is at an all-time high, but mistletoe sales are at an all-time low. It's like, okay, that was a really stupid idea to begin with, and now I have to watch this year after year. And then, you know, it'll be like a football game. will be like, all right, we've got another injury timeout. Mistletoe sales are... Well, it's... it's... I just... You know, NFL games are one of the few times you can get men aged 25 to 40 in front of a television. So all you get is Ford truck ads, beer ads, and this time of year, a lot of jewelry ads. Yeah, it stinks. Well, But no, I love Christmas lights, man. Okay. I'm all for it. I, I want more than just Christmas lights. I want Halloween lights. I want oh. St. Patrick's Day lights. I want uh, Easter lights. I love the outdoor decorative lights. It's all good for me too, man. Especially this year because how um, Thanksgiving is happening so late. In fact, Halloween and Hanukkah start on the same day this year. What? Yeah, and so or Halloween, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving and Hanukkah start on the same day. Oh, Halloween and Thanksgiving were the same day same this day year. this year. No, but Thanksgiving the, the the you know the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is less than a month, so. You know, advertisers trying to get their stuff in, and frankly, it's time, guys. Get your Christmas stuff up. It's time to Christmas this stuff up. It's cold yeah. out. You know, Lydia and I are going to Maui in a couple weeks for a week, so we're already missing out on a week of Christmas. So we're getting <laughs> no, our tree they up. They don't do Christmas in Hawaii. They don't. They do. They do. It's ca- just straight to Maka. Pele. Yeah. So uh so we're uh we're gonna have our Kaliki Maka. I'm down week. with it. And I like I like Christmas lights in indoors too. Mm-hmm. I that love was it a that was a look that I rocked in my bedroom in my high school years was the Christmas lights oh, yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah, that's college dorm, dude. College dorm yeah. for like two years having nothing but Christmas light light. It's good. I love Christmas light. I like low light lights in general. Mm-hmm. I'm with I don't you, know. We're, I I feel like people are going LED happy, and I I'm like fine, but wrap it around a festive uh, bulb, <laughs> please. So, what do you like to drink? I mean, obviously, there's winter seasonals. You got any uh, Christmas cocktails you enjoy? Mm, well, here I've never successfully made a hot toddy, mm-hmm. but I've had hot toddies made for me that are good. Well, the thing about a hot toddy is there's no way not to make it. Otherwise, like any way you cook it, you're just having like hot whiskey, which is delicious. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and a little uh, old school eggnog, of course. Of course. There's the mold wine. Not, there's but, lots of good. Say what? Mold wine, but I'm not a fan of the mold wine. Mold wine? Mold wine. I, I've literally never heard of this m-u-l-l-e-d it's wine with like oh, spices mold in it yeah. wine. but it's like spiced yeah. wine and you serve in a crock pot i'm not a big fan yeah that stuff is sick and there's like chunks yeah it's like cough syrup in my wine yeah and, but, but please please don't use a ladder if you're inebriated yeah i know I this swear is the- God. and if you're <laughs> using a ladder in general anytime not even kidding and I'm speaking as the son-in-law of an ER nurse. Wear a fucking helmet. If you decide you're gonna <laughs> go up and uh, put the Christmas lights up, just put it. Put your bicycle helmet on. It can save your life. <laughs> That's my safety tip for the week. Great, you're gonna look so cool putting up your Christmas lights with your hot buttered rum. Look, and your you already helmet. look like a nerdy ass dad when you're putting up the Christmas lights. So just put put on your son's bike helmet. <laughs> Superman bike helmet. Perfect. 
All right, we did get an email this week as well. This one comes from Kevin Freeman. says, gentlemen, while listening to this week's topic on Marvel, on the Marvel four-show four deal with Netflix, I thought of how DC is doing something similar, but on a smaller level. The CW has a show called Arrow about the Green Arrow. It's a good show, and it's a Nolan-esque vibe. Great action and is now in its second season and is starting to expand further in the DC universe. Before the second season, DC confirmed that they will be including Barry Allen into the show. And actually, they announced this week that Barry Allen is uh, going to get his own show uh, as The Flash. Um, and rumors about Nightwing appearance are also swirling. Comic book film adaptations are in vogue right now. And as long as the story is good, I will keep watching. If DC or Marvel asks you... What hero not already in use would you like to see a TV show about? Who would you pick? Get off my back. That's Kevin from Ontario. Um, oh, and he also mentions the Gotham sh- uh, PD show that Fox is making. Any, you know, you're, you, you're a comic book guy. You're a comic book man. How many years are we going to keep bringing that up where I haven't purchased a single comic book? Deadpool, definitely. I want Deadpool. Deadpool. That's all I want. Deadpool. It'd have to be like a FX show or <laughs> or Showtime. Comedy Central. Skidamax. A Tosh.0 um, production. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's Tosh.0, it's Tosh. but it's like all clips of Deadpool doing stuff. Daniel Tosh might be able to pull off Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's got the physical humor. He's a little stiff. He's got he the physicality. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm thinking well, Conan just, O'Brien. He can is take Deadpool. a yoga class. Yeah, Conan O'Brien is Deadpool, dude. He's got the uh, he's got the flashy moves, and he's yeah, kind of a Conan dick. O'Brien but he's isn't funny. funny. He's kind of a dick, and that's kind of what Deadpool is. How can you say mm. Conan O'Brien isn't funny? I'm funnier than Conan O'Brien. Oh man, you are becoming a dad. Know <laughs> <laughs> what actually happened? What? So this, I work with this guy who's pretty young, and he didn't have his driver's license, and uh, he just he just got his driver's license, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I, I'm gonna be getting my own whip last next week." And I was like, "Do you kids really say the word whip for car?" Like. <laughs> Anyway, I, I had one of those moments. Yeah, it's the whole moment where, like, am I out of touch? No, these kids are just wrong. Exactly. These kids are just dummies. It's like, I know what you're saying, but why are you saying it that way? <laughs> see, I I really want to see a show that's set in Gotham City, but and it's all about the Penguin, but, he, like, he's not weird or anything. He, he doesn't look weird. He's just uh, building his crime empire, and it's like The Sopranos, but it's starring Penguin. I want Penguin... A mix between Penguin and March of the Penguins. Perfect. I love it. The Ides of March of the Penguins. And it's about... It's a it's this political thriller starring uh, Cobblepot. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right, Jesse, let's move on to our uh, little tiny Matt roll-off. We're just going to roll a 20-sided die, so you get to speak first on the podcast this week. And here we go. Ooh. I rolled a whopping niner. Doubled it, eighteen. Oh snap! All right, that, that means, means we're going to get four topics. You got it. And then this week we're starting off with a little something about video games. Here we go. Finish him. 
So big news, uh, we would be remiss not to mention the consoles have launched. So uh, last week we had the PS4 launching, and this week we have the X-Bone launching. Um, a lot of fanfare around these two consoles, but basically everything that I've seen has basically been saying, you know, just kind of wait till the games you want come out. And, and that's basically what I'm, what I'm going for. Because and there's nothing that, to get excited about right now. I mean, the well, what ex- are the games you want? Um, well, you know, you know, I've been I've been talking about the PS4, been talking about the PS4, and after watching basically a full day of live coverage on the Xbox One today, I think I'm still on the PS4. Um, the Xbox One, it just it seems like they got a lot of good ideas, but they're really clunky in practice. Like mm. I've been watching this live stream that Polygon's been doing about the Xbox One. And, like, nobody can get the Kinect voice controls to work. And the Kinect voice controls are a pretty big part of that. How do you ship a product if it doesn't work? It's Well, it works, but it's janky. It works, like, 80% of the time. Yeah, that's that's bad. And the bad part is that when you you are – when it doesn't work, you just end up sounding like a disappointed parent to your (laughs) Xbox One. You're like, Xbox One. Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox One. <laughs> like I was watching it, and the people from Polygon were like trying to get the Xbox One Snap Internet Explorer. Xbox One Snap Internet Explorer, and then they just start like yelling at it because it's the natural thing you do as a human. Right. <laughs> like you just start escalating, and then it finally <laughs> snapped in, and they go, "Thank you." Like intuitively, <laughs> like they're just like. <laughs> They're losing their patience with this, and I don't want to so lose what, my patience what's the with the point console. Of voice control. Um, it's I don't I really this is something I don't want. Like the majority of my time that I'm able to play video games is like when I decide to stay up late, mm-hmm. and my wife and my daughter are asleep. I'm like trying to be as absolutely quiet as possible. Right. I don't want to have to be like Xbox One, Civ Five, please. Well, that's the whole Xbox thing. One, Halo One, and every time that they were, every time that they were doing it, they had to like yell at the Xbox. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd be like, Xbox One, Halo. Yeah, Xbox. So- <laughs> hey, 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 Xbox, Halo, please. So you can't hey. access it from the menu, but it's just a lot slower. Like you can, you can actually turn on your Xbox One by saying <laughs> Xbox on. And then you say, "How about we have? How about we have it so it's not slow to use the menus?" Yeah. Well, and and you know, basically, you're going to be downloading every game to your system, so it runs natively, and that's another thing that helps speed it up. Um, but, uh, like, like part of the Xbox One is like you would say Xbox uh, go to Halo, but if you said that, it wouldn't work because you have to say the full name of the game. Xbox go to Halo. You have to go Xbox One go to Halo Three, and you know it's it's kind of a bummer to say that after or like if the real bummer is like Madden, so you have to go Xbox One go to Madden Twenty Five. Like I've never uh-huh. called Madden what it, like what it was like Madden O Nine. Xbox One go to Dark Siders Two, Darker Side of the Moon, and the expansion pack Pirates of the. Caribbean Sea 3 Part B Alpha Pirates of the Mexican Sea. Exactly. It's like, especially with DLC now, you have to say, like, like you know, what they exactly. were really showing was Rise, Son of Rome. Like, that game. Like, you just want mm-hmm. to call it Rise. Uh, 
and you have to say go to rice. So it's total bummer because you have to say more words. But this there, is great for brand identity, though. It is. You also have from to, a producer standpoint. Yeah. You also have to uh, like no, but like Assassin's Creed, you have to say Xbox One. Go to Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Like right. you have to say the Brought whole name by Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's actually perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is kind of a big part of the Xbox One is is this voice control thing. And like while you're watching the game, you say Xbox One snap, and then it'll snap over, and it'll, it could go to Internet Explorer, it could go to Skype, there's a, it could go to live TV. And then when you go to live TV, you say Xbox One, go to live TV, and then it'll pop up, and then you'll say uh, go to ESPN, and it goes to that channel. So that one's kind of cool. But it's still like really wonky. Like seeing it in practice today... If you're in the room by yourself, apparently it goes really well. But if you have more than one person speaking in the room, then it just completely screws up the system. So that's pretty cool to be able to tell it to go to different channels, though. It is cool, and and that's that's a functionality that I think could be really good for like that's technology could be good for elderly people. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's we are a- an aging nation. There are a lot of pra- I mean, there are a lot of practical uses for that. But the fact of the matter is, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it's it's the type of thing where you know they made a good analogy of it on there. It's like if your A button on your controller worked ninety percent of the time, that would be completely unacceptable. <laughs> right. But if yeah. your voice control works ninety percent of the time, that's supposed to be acceptable. Now, having yeah. a button not work on your controller has never been acceptable. You're going back Especially- to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It was never acceptable. In the in of aforementioned um, Madden example, like mm-hmm. if you're trying to call an audible or whatever using right. your voice control, which sounds which will be super fun, right? To be able to do that, but if it if it fails and you uh, end up getting you know Drew Brees has his head knocked off by Amon <laughs> Brooks because it failed, then uh, you're going to be a little peeves. Yeah, and. You know, there are some other cool things that go along with this. So Microsoft has smart glass integration. So uh, that means that basically you can you can use your smartphone to interact with your screen. And this can be used in a couple of different ways with the Xbox One. Um, one of the things is that was mentioned in games where that uses this the games that use a cell phone, like GTA or like uh, uh, Dead Rising Three uses a cell phone or um, uh, what's that new game? Watch Dogs, which is coming out, uses a cell phone. You can actually have your cell phone be the cell phone interface, which I think is actually pretty awesome. And the Smart Glass technology just got released for Android and iPhone, which means it's accessible on all, basically all mobile devices, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, the fact I don't, I don't have a smartphone. So. Well, yeah, but but I think it would oh, probably work. It, it would probably work on an iPod Touch over Wi-Fi too. Um, <laughs> but. The fact of the matter is it's a lot of bells and whistles. And at the at the core of this, I just want a good gaming experience. Right. So I, I think I'm still... You know, you know this, seeing- the, the Xbox One is like the Cadillac. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's got that rear view camera. It's got the heated seats. It's got the heated, you know, uh, steering wheel. It's got the Bluetooth, iPod, dock, and everything. But at its core, it's still a shitty Cadillac. <laughs> it's still a Cadillac. It was still made in Detroit and therefore sucks. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that if I got an Xbox One, I wouldn't be sad about it. But the fact of the matter is, if my game console now is for playing games. I have a Roku box that I do all of my tele- watching, television watching through. And I also don't have cable. 
which is a big part of the Xbox One selling platform, is that it's enabled. But you're an outlier in this. I don't know (laughs) if I am. You are, because this is, the Xbox One is for families. Mm. This This is the gift that, like, come Christmas, you can buy it, you can put it on the tree, and then it says, from Santa, for the whole family, and it's got, you know, for little Jimmy and little Susie, it's got the games, and for dad, it's got the ESPN, and for mom, it's got, you know, the Blu-ray, and the the other bells and whistles for watching TV and stuff for This is for people, I think, that are in a uh, tax bracket higher than you or I. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting thing. I also think it's for people who aren't tech-savvy. Because like I said, I can get I I know how to get all yeah. of the TV that I want to watch out of uh, other devices without without having you know getting price gouged on a cable subscription. Right, but it, there's an effort that goes into that. There is, but it's still pretty simple. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but if you have it, a Roku box and you have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon this, Prime, this is for this is for people who are squarely in a family with two middle class incomes who have a. 40 50 hour work week and they don't they just want to be able to plug it in and have it go and do the cool stuff that makes them feel cool. Right. And I think the other part about the Xbox one is that it's got the cool base right now but it's not going to be fully functional the way that they want it for probably another 4 years. I mean, it depends on how it depends on how far we go in terms of, you know, a la carte cable subscription that John McCain really wants. Um, Does he? Yeah, he's been pushing for this thing in Congress for like years. God, I'm so fucking glad we have our priorities in the right place in this country. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, like you still go to the cable. You still go to cable through your Xbox One. So basically the way you do is you plug your cable box into the Xbox One, and then you plug your Xbox One into your TV. So it, your cable runs through your Xbox One. And... So you say Xbox One go to TV, it goes to TV, it'll go to the channel that you want it to go to, it'll turn on and off your television with voice commands. So you could say TV off, it'll turn off your TV. Again, I, I really don't need this. <laughs> I got a remote control. And well, again, that's the, that's it comes the other... down to the quiet household. Yeah, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to be screaming at yeah. my TV to try and turn it on when conveniently I have this little piece of plastic. And I just got to press one button and it turns on. Yeah, and but the other part about this is that all of those cable TV channels, being able to change the channel. Say you want to go to your DVR, or if you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, basically access anything in your cable box, you still have to go through your cable TV remote, and it all pops up like it says go you know go to ESPN it'll pop up like the Comcast ESPN sidebar and it's just kind of wonky it doesn't really flow the way that I think it's supposed to flow and I think that they're they're shooting for that functionality further down the road um but it's really not there right now so uh, I don't know Xbox one is whatever it's it is what it is I think I'm still going ps4 it's a hundred dollars cheaper for a ps4 and I really don't need to connect dude I I, I cannot I literally cannot believe that the ps4 is cheaper <laughs> the ps4 is better yeah and it's cheaper and the ps4 is like three hundred dollars cheaper than it was than the ps3 launch was and that was ten years ago three hundred dollars cheaper yeah I'm pretty sure the ps3 was like seven hundred dollars when it first was launched. Really? Yeah. That seems absurdly expensive to me. It was absurdly expensive. That was like the thing about the PS3. It was like crazy <laughs> expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, 
God, I don't know why I would buy an Xbox One right now. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um so I guess I guess that that's that's kind of the news on that. Uh, I had another topic that I wanted to tag onto. This this was just my intro, but I think we're kind of running a little long on this. So uh, I'll save that for my second topic. Jesse, what's your first topic this week? Oh, well, I'm going to go to, is it worse than a punch in the face, Eric? Is it worse than a punch in the face? (laughs) (laughs) So this is where I pose um, three questions to Eric. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell us whether or not the scenario that I present is better or worse than being punched in the face by an Alaskan man who's high on bath salts. There you go. So, Eric, this is something that I've encountered a lot lately. I don't know if it has to do with the winter months. Okay. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But it's really getting on my nerves. And it's um, the guy who st- stands too close behind <laughs> you in line. Oh. So I was I went to buy some coffee at a designer coffee shop du jour the other day. Uh-huh. And literally I'm the only person in line, right? So I go up there, talking to the cashier, whatever. Next person lines up behind me. It gets like right up in my personal zone behind me. <laughs> like I can feel him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's it's just you and me. Why are you so close to me? So I take a I take like a couple steps to get closer to the counter, <laughs> and then he close he closes the gap like he takes that as a social cue to get even closer to me. So now I'm like pinned up between him and the counter. Like you're sitting so close to me. Is it is it worse than a punch in the face, Eric? This is a good one. I actually encountered this today, but it was a little bit different. Yeah, this is the what guy. Was your scenario. This is the guy who stands too close to you in an elevator. And I know <laughs> that, like, I was in an elevator today. It was a crowded elevator, which is fine. There's still enough room for reasonable personal space, even in a crowded elevator. But the guy who was standing, I was standing, like, in the back of the elevator against the wall. And uh, the guy who was standing in front of me, I don't know if he didn't know I was there or if he was trying to cram <laughs> in. But he was, like, hair in my face close to me. <laughs> like, he you just... Yeah, I got the inverse. He was like just backed up right up on me. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm only going four floors. I don't need to really do like, but it was unreasonably close to me. Oh, man. Having having experienced this in the inverse firsthand, I don't know. I'd probably probably take that over being punched in the face, realistically. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it is weird. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> One of the weird situations of my life, I was uh, I was sitting in a booth at the ferry, and this blind guy comes up into the, like, parallel to the booth that I'm in, and he has a dog, and he has, like, the dark glasses on and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think my sister was sitting across from me, and <laughs> and he starts, like, he, he feels the booth, and he starts, like, scooching over on it, and I'm such a dummy... I could have just like coughed or said anything. Yeah, you could say, "Yeah, we're here," or you could say, "Like, hey, would you like us to move?" Or something. Yeah, like, like you could but be nice I, about it. I was it. like, I was like sixteen. I didn't know what to do, <laughs> and I just let him go. And then he like grabbed my leg. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." It was Seriously? totally on me. Yes, you should have said something. Totally on me. But, oh, yeah. or like, can I help you find a booth? Or <laughs> like anything? Yeah, I I panicked. I froze. Oh, man. So, number two here, Eric. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is like my skin crawling moment was when I was at church when I was a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like during the service, I like went to the bathroom. And so I go in the bathroom and like there's, you know, it's a it's like your basic like church bathroom, which means there's one stall and one urinal. So I had to go number one, I go in the urinal and there's like a guy in the stall, like an old man. <laughs> and like this is just like a small church bathroom, so there's a light switch on the inside. So I'm leaving the bathroom and intuitively I turn off the lights. <laughs> and I hear the guy go, Oh, it was, like an old, it was like an old man. Just a whimper. Just a whimper. And like, I got nervous and I ran. And I just left him. <laughs> I just left him in there in the pitch black bathroom. Here's, oh. here's another one. Okay, that is worse than a punch at the That face. is worse. And like, I feel terrible. You're I feel still so, guilty about that. I feel so incredibly guilty about that to this day. I left an old elderly man in the stall. <laughs> In the pitch black bathroom. (laughs) Just because I was like nervous and stupid. Okay, yeah. So here's here's another one. This is this is impromptu. Okay. Is it worse than a punch in the face? Uh, as a dude, and you're going into the bathroom, and there's all the stalls. I guess ladies must encounter the same thing. Right. There's all all the stalls, right? So you need you need a stall. You got three ways of checking. You got like pushing on the stall door. To see if it gives or not. Right. You got the uh, peek under the bottom to see if you see feet. Okay. Because the first one, that's that's kind of aggressive. You know, you don't want to like. No, you don't want to do that. I'm like, not doing that. Yeah. I so hate the people who the, check. Got... It's like it's closed, man. It's I'm, there's obviously somebody in here. <laughs> it's closed. You got you got the peek at the feet. Right. And then you have the third one, which is the peek through the crack. Ugh. You know that when you peek through the crack between the door and the. <laughs> whatever the hinge <laughs> i don't and then when you actually have you never done this well you could yes I, I and i think we need to clarify for the listener like this is not being a peeper and peeping in like your yeah, eyeball just to see whether it's just or not the glance in the stall. it's the glance for the body shape <laughs> yeah right but, and but it's like that, a passing glance it's not like a i'm it's not like the shining <laughs> like you have an axe and then you like peek your eyeball through no no no, no you're no. just you're solely doing it to see if you notice any sort of body shape and then you can move on to the next stall right yeah but every now and then you do the peek and you make the eye contact (laughs) (laughs) it's the worst Mm -hmm. and then you feel guilty and dirty like is that worse than a punch in the face when you make the eye contact through the stall Uh, yeah yep (laughs) i'm i'm more of an open door or nothing like the door has to be ajar, yeah, or else I'm just moving like on. Yeah, on the ferry. Like for whatever yeah. reason, on the, the ferry, ferry they're all closed. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's exactly where I went with that. I was like, on the ferry, they're always like they're they're in ship shape. Like they need to be <laughs> shut, otherwise they'll wave all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. This is a this is another thing. I don't know if you have this fear or not, but I always have like the fear of walking in the wrong bathroom, like Ooh. inadvertently. Walking ne- in. I don't have that. It's never happened to me. It's never happened to me either. It's an irrational fear, but I have this like strange fear of walking into the women's restroom accidentally huh. and then like all way. hell breaking loose. So I have uh, I have this thing every time I go in the bathroom, I check to make sure that there are urinals in there. <laughs> That's a good tell. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. 
Yeah. Just in case I absentmindedly, like, walked in, like, didn't see the signs and walked in. Or maybe I'm in an Australian restaurant that says Lassies and Aussies, (laughs) and I'm like, I have no idea what these are. I'm just going to risk it. Am I a dingo or a koala? I mean, this stuff, (laughs) I I don't know. Well, I think that one's pretty easy. Yeah. Men are koalas and women are dingoes. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. So, number two here. This is going to take a little bit of setup. Okay. This is something that happened to me. So I apply for a job, right? Mm-hmm. On the internet. I send them my resume, and then I get an email back, and he's like, I'm interested in talking to you. I'm like, awesome. That's right. great. Yep. And he's like, when's a good time to talk? I'm like, how about Friday after 4.30? And he's like, fantastic. I'll talk to you then. Okay. All day Friday, I have my phone on. Uh, I'm like a little bit anxious. Nervous, yeah, totally. you know, just because of the situation. Yeah, you have Don't a job date. Don't hear anything all day. It's a job date. Yeah, job date, exactly. Don't hear anything all day. And then eventually at night, I'm like, and I worked the morning shift, so I gotten up at like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. At like 8 or 9 p.m., I'm like, I'm too exhausted. Like, I can't mentally take this anymore. I turn off my phone and then uh, go to bed. The next morning, I turn on my phone. I get a text message from him. It's like... Sorry, um, I was in San Francisco super late, and uh, I'm sorry I didn't get in touch with you. Um, what's a good time that we can talk? And this is on Saturday. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm driving into, uh, you know, I'm busy for the next couple hours. Uh, and he's like, great, you call me whenever, and we'll talk. Okay. I call him, uh, and then he's he's one of those guys who's like, Please enjoy the uh this sa- this this song while your party is contacted. <laughs> so it's playing classical music. I'm like, okay, I can dig this. Right, that's He's, all right. I, I thought you were gonna go like straight country, because no, like the no. only people I know who have that are like some country song that I've never heard before. I was like, I can dig this classical thing, okay. right? And then it, it rings for a couple minutes. And it's like you've been forwarded forwarded to a voicemail inbox. I'm like, did I just get the cold shoulder on this one? So I leave mm. a voicemail. I'm like, this is Jesse Wilson. Um, please call me back, blah, blah, blah. Don't hear from him all that day. Don't hear from him on Sunday. And then on Monday, I send him a text. I'm like, sorry, I, so I didn't hear from you. Um, just let me know if you want to talk. Still, nothing. Heard nothing after I left the voicemail. Wow. I totally got stood up on my job date. This is You, you are job dating right now, dude. I, I'm job dating. Yeah. I'm still up like a chump. You know, married guys aren't supposed to go through this stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, right? you go through it in this different is, ways. Exactly. I guess this is still it. Oh, man, dude, that is the worst. Because you're just going to noodle on that forever. Yeah. Like, well, when do you stop noodling like, on it? I got myself in, an, in a mental uh, position where I'm like, obviously, this isn't someone I want to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, no. it's exactly the thing that you're supposed to tell yourself when you're dating. But That's when true. you're dating, you take it as like an attack on yourself. You're like, <laughs> why doesn't she want me? But now, like, I'm comfortable enough that I'm just like, yeah, obviously, this is not someone that I want to be having a professional relationship with. If they well, can't even you went through date grief because that's that's what you do. You know, you go through the stages of grief. Like, right. first of all, it's like, whatever, it's denial. You're like, oh, well, you know, he probably forgot. 
Uh-huh. And, then like, and then you're angry you're like you're like depressed you're like oh i'm so sad like why doesn't he call me and then you're like well fuck it he shouldn't call me because he doesn't deserve me yeah and, then, and no, now you're exactly that's, that's now you've accepted at. it right but i'm i'm much better at doing that with the job situation than with the than i was, when I, was <laughs> I know it's so great to be out of that out of that oh, anxiety man, i can't scene. imagine dating <laughs> God, that stinks. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's, it's a good to be out of that. Oh God, oh. I can't agree more. So is that where it, yeah, it's it is. getting stood up? Where's oh, the absolutely. punch in the face? No, that whole experience because yeah, I've never, I've been through that a little bit with jobs, um, but you know, also through the dating scene, it's always like because the, the pain is definitely going to linger longer with that than than just a straight up swat in the face. So right, I'll take yeah. the punch. Yeah, exactly. Lingering pain. I also, like, I pretty quickly got to the point where I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm a good brewer. You you should be lucky to have a brewer like me in your life. (laughs) I hope you didn't leave him a drunken voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll leave that to um, one of our fans from Texas. I'll I'll give you the, just email me, I'll give you the phone number. That's so funny. (laughs) All right. Anything else? All right. So the last one, Eric. The final one. And this just hit me today. Today was the first day that I left work and my windshield was iced over. Word. And um, another year of icy windshields. Icy windshields suck. Mm. I I hate when you have to turn on your car and let it warm up and let it, you know defrost and you're out there and you're scraping it off and I really it's gonna be like another six months of this dude you need a better scraper you no, know, my scraper is fine nah but I just... dude I got a great scraper I am mm. like I can scrape that shit like I see an icy windshield I'm like this ain't gonna phase me I could scrape I... a windshield in a minute less than a minute that's a yeah, I mean, I can do it in less than a minute too. Mm-hmm. My, I don't have like one of those dingy little ones that you hold in a hand. No, like you got to get the two-hander. The two-hander scraper. I got the two-hander and the brush it's, got, on the it's end? like a foot and a half and it's got the brush on yeah. it. I got the good one, yeah. but just scraping I scraping windshield stinks. It does stink, but you're in a marine climate too, so you're really you're doubly screwed. Yeah, I, there's more 100% humidity 100% of the time. Like, at least I got, you know, I'm in the urban center, so I got the, the asphalt heat resonating off of the bottom. <laughs> but I feel like a port, a port Townsend freeze is a deep freeze. Yeah, it's freezing, man. It's freezing early and it's freezing hard. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a winter and a half this year. Yeah, that's the thing about Seattle winters is that if it's not just downpours. It's like frozen cold, freezing, and it's icy cold. It's an icy, yeah. icy cold. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when we went to Boulder, it was like the temperature yeah. was low, but I was like, "This right. is fine." No, like if it's, it was, it probably got down. It didn't even get down to freezing today. It probably got maybe touched, maybe scraped the thirties today. But it was fucking crazy cold, and like you go to the Mountain yeah. West, and it's seventeen degrees, and you're like, "What? It's seventeen degrees? This, this feels yeah. fine." Like a it's, marine layer, and and just a little bit of cold is awful. Yeah, it's the humidity; it just soaks into your clothes, and right. your clothes freeze. Yeah, when your jeans, you you might as well be <laughs> naked, dude. You're literally Je- be warmer if you were naked than if you're wearing jeans in the in the icy yeah. cold. 
Jeans kind of stink for the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, they're awful, dude. If it rains a little bit, then you're just wet all day. But they stink. They 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 look so good. They do. Nobody can beat a good pair of wranglers, dude. If there's one thing that Brett Favre (laughs) taught me. It's that everybody needs an extra little pocket in their uh, crotch. Uh huh. It's a U shape. I can't deal with that V shape on my wing wing. <laughs> you need the U shape for that extra protection. I need that U shape for my U shape wing wing. Oh, all man. right. That's it. Not worse than a punch in the face, though. By the way, that that the ice is not worse than a punch in the face. But an entire season of ice? Like, if you could take a punch in the face and not have to scrape your windshield, if you had a magic windshield that never got any ice or condensation on it, would you take one punch in the face by a basalt-infected Alaskan? No, because in about 15 years, I'm not going to need to scrape my windshield because my car's going to drive itself. That's true, but I would take it. I would take that punch. (laughs) I would take that punch in the face. I'm just saying, dude, I got two pixelated sunglasses just, like, dropping from the ceiling and landing on my nose, and I'm saying deal with it. <laughs> I have I have no other choice. All right. Well, that was a good one, man. I like that. Is this worse than a punch in the face? That was a good one. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I was afraid it was going to get under your skin. <laughs> like, the icy, like the icy Seattle winter. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the trivia this week. We're doing a Genus 1 Trivial Pursuit. I'm rolling a die. We're going to see what category we're doing. I believe I rolled arts and literature. And you know what, dude? Reroll. We, we've, we've sidestepped this topic enough. And we also don't get questions right Uh-oh. enough. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just going to go with it, man. Let's get some arts and literature up in here. Let's get our brown pie piece going. Okay. All right, Jesse. Brown pie for the uh, smart guy. This uh, this one's for you, Jesse, and uh, please play along at home. Who wore the coat of many colors? Um, is it uh, Jeremiah? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Joseph. Joseph and the Technicolor uh. dream coat. I knew it was one of those J conspiracy guys. It's tricky because it's not the Joseph who is uh, was Ye- Jesus's father. It's it's another Joseph. Okay, this question's oh. for me. What army publishes the newspaper The War Cry? What army? I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with the American army. The War Cry. The War Cry. Oh man, that's that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I'll say the German. <laughs> this is awesome. It's the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> the Salvation Army. All oh, right. that war cry. It sounds like ding 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 ding. It's rung. It's rung by a by Santa. Just this question for you. What Dickens novel features the artful Dodger? Two cities. Nah, it's Oliver Twist, man. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. Oliver Twist. Ah, shoot. He's the mentor to young Oliver. Have I been mathematically eliminated? You have been mathematically eliminated, but you can redeem yourself and not be shut out. I do get to answer first. What is the man holding in the painting American Gothic? The answer is a pitchfork. Yeah, I guess I'll say a, a, a plow. 
It is a pitchfork, Jesse. Arts and literature. Ouch! Man. Wait, this quote, Ouch. This category is not too bad. Maybe we shouldn't avoid this. In the you future. burned me this week. I did burn you this week. In fact, I won everything this week, and that means we're going back to my second topic, which happens to also be about video games. Here we go. <laughs> I just wanted to play that again because, first of all, it's it's Mario, not Mario. I heard a debate this week about whether or not it's Mario or Mario. Have you heard this? I've heard people call it Mario before, but I thought it was kind of a goof. It, no, Mario is apparently, people like, no, you say Mario, like Mario is the right way to say it. Mario. Who cares? Who we carios? call it Mario. Who carios? Who carios? Yeah, that's what I say. So uh, I was, I was, uh, you know, like I said, I was watching a lot of Xbox One coverage today, and one of the big Xbox One launch titles is Forza Five, and I actually really enjoy. They really should call it Fiveza. Um, I, I actually am kind of excited about this game. I actually got to play uh, got to play Fiveza a little bit uh, in a demo. This is a racing game. Yeah, and I and as far as racing games goes, I got Forza Three. It came with my Xbox 360, and I really enjoyed it. There's like a great car customization thing, and yeah, that's um, the only thing you like. No, I also a little PT Cruiser. I I do, I do. Uh, but I also like I also like the racing in it. I feel like it's a it's kind of a realistic racing thing, and one of the you know it's basically the the 360 or Xbox's answer to Gran Turismo, which is fine. Right. Um, you know, you get a lot of live cars in there. If you want to drive a Tesla Roadster, you can drive that. If you want to drive one of these random European brands that you've never heard of, you can drive in that. Um, I had a Renault that I drove around a lot in. Um, I turned it into a pizza car in the paint shop. It was pretty cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, but this got me thinking. Like one of the one of the main knocks on the on the new consoles is that they are there's just no good launch titles for them. Like there's just nothing out there that. Uh, that is really, really awe-inspiring from these these game developers. And stuff is coming. I mean, Titanfall's coming. They announced a new Uncharted. Uh, you got Destiny coming. But for the most part, there's nothing really right now that's going to get you super excited and want you to go out and spend multiple hundreds of dollars on a new console. And I was like, what are the games that would make me want to do that? And I was watching this Forza demo today, and it made me... Th- you know, reminisce about some of my favorite racing games. And Jesse, I'm not, I know that you're not a huge racing fan guy. In terms of I'm racing not, games, I'm not a racing fan. Do you like racing games? Do you have like a racing game that you really like? Um, I really liked that one for the PlayStation. Oh God, what was it called? I'll look it up. I'll figure it out. What what what, what was like the premise? Uh, it's like it was a kart racer. Uh huh. And uh, you, it, it had a lot of customization, and it was like you could like make your own of- tracks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that was called, but I know what you're talking about. It, was, it, was it had some wacky name. It's basically like Little Big Planet meets a kart race. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I go back, and, you know, I like, like I said, I really like Forza. I like that racing game a lot. I really like Burnout. That's probably my favorite racing series. Burnout 3 is actually one of my favorite games. 
because it's racing, but it's also like crashing and taking down cars and stuff. To go along with that, I really like, of course, Mario Kart, the classic racer. And then I also really like elements of uh, like stuff that goes on in like Grand Theft Auto, where you can just go around and grab any car you want, right? Part of the great part of racing games is the... Mod Nation Racers. Mod Nation Racers. Yeah, not know, exactly the easiest name to remember. <laughs> no. Part of the you know part of the great appeal of racing games is being able to collect all the cars and drive a bunch of different cars. So I was trying to think about like if I were to make oh and then of course Cruising USA. Which like, Oh yeah, totes. Yeah, like Cruising USA, first of all, if they just did a relaunch of Cruising USA and just did nothing <laughs> but a cosmetic facelift. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, and like did nothing but a cosmetic facelift, and just and just kept the game the way it was, and made it uh, you know a downloadable title for for ten bucks. I would buy it in an instant. Yeah, and but I would have. I I have a thousand hours into a uh, uh, Super Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, at least. I, yeah, dude. I mean, I had an SNES when I was a kid, and that was my jam. I played the hell out of Super Mario Kart. I also played F Zero X a lot on my N sixty four. And I played F-Zero on uh, Super Nintendo also. I like the F-Zero games. Well, next time you come over, dude, I have uh, you know I have a Super Nintendo. I actually figured out how to hook it up to my television so it doesn't look like shit. That's right. You, and you do have that going on. I went to Pink Gorilla here in Seattle, and I bought uh, Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart. Cool. So, Super Mario Kart, very, very fun. And actually surprisingly good uh, multiplayer yeah. battle system oh, as yeah. long as you're not slightly tipsy <laughs> it does if hold you've been up. drinking at all and it will break your brain <laughs> it holds up pretty well so obviously i mean we have we have a pretty good um we have a pretty good cadre of of racing games here a pretty good canon of racing games to draw and i didn't realize that you like racing games i thought you were more of a fps uh, rpg guy no but... I, I got my racing all i right. got my racing roots Good oh, to know. and then also Rocket Jockey for PC, which I've been over on this show before, and apparently no one on Earth except for me has ever played Rocket Jockey. <laughs> Such a great game. Well, if we're talking about obscure PC racing titles, i got to throw in Mega Race. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever uh, heard of Mega Race? Uh-uh. Dude, Mega Race was like the jam. It was like mid-90s, uh, and you basically like tricked out your car with like rockets and stuff, but the best part about it were all these cutscenes featuring a live-action dude. Who was oh, like, wasn't it so good when they worked in live action? Yeah, it was like some live action dude, and he would like come in and be like, "You're doing the mega race," and like it was so good, dude. It was just so good. Um, okay, so we've obviously reminisced on this. So this is my idea for a race. You might say we've gone off the tracks. I think so. So this is my idea for a racing game, and what it is is an open world racing game. Where you can go, and, and they've they've teased stuff like this before. Like, basically, you can go anywhere and race on any track. But this isn't like that. This is like Grand Theft Auto meets, like, a racing game. So, basically, yeah. it's like every track um, is connected throughout an entire United States so you, and, and Canada. So, you can literally drive to any any city that you want to go and all the major cities. So basically every state will have at least one representation of a city. Now places like Texas are going to have a lot more. You're going to have San Antonio and Austin and Houston and Dallas. Um, and then like California will have, you know, San Francisco, Sacramento, uh, Los Angeles, um, Palm Springs, San Diego, you know, 
But you'll have you'll have basically every every place that has a TV station will have its own um, city, and they're all connected by roads. And you don't collect cars by racing, and I mean there'll be some pinks racing that goes on, but then you can also just like go to a car dealership. And the car dealerships have real cars, so you can go to the Ford car dealership and you can buy any Ford that you want. You can buy a Ford F-150, you can buy a Ford Focus, you can buy a Ford Fiesta, maybe they got a used Pinto on the lot, and <laughs> you could go to the car lot to do that. Or you could steal a car if you want, but then you get the cops on your tail, and then that's going to turn into a thing. But then as you go to each city, then there are races that happen, there are races, there are guys who will challenge you on the freeway and you'll get into an impromptu cat and mouse race on the freeway um and then you can also go places and you know enter like like i really love my uncle used to do this um in victorville california like he had his own little stock car and he would like go do d derby races around dirt tracks um and you could do that too if you want so it's basically just a completely open world game but instead of gta where you're like pursuing a crime life you're just basically going around as a car nut and trying to get as much car experience as you can in every city in America. Yeah, I like it. You like it? Here's what I would do. Okay. So, um, instead of just like programming, you know, the world or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's a big map. Right. Let's use Google Maps and like just have some sort of algorithm that approximates everything that's based off of Google Maps. Okay. So you literally have the entire US. <laughs> I love it. And then like some of the fun stuff you could do as a player is like chart your own map and it could be like around mm-hmm. your own neighborhood. Yeah. So like you could play it online and it could be like this is a fun race and then like it can gain uh, you know notoriety among different players. Uh-huh. And it could be like stuff in your own hometown because it's it's programmed based off of Google Maps. Oh, dude, yeah, it should have definitely have like some kind of MMO element where you can start your own race leagues. So like your <laughs> yeah. your own street racing leagues. So like, dude, like you and me, we're gonna fucking corner Bremerton, right? We're gonna yeah, have exactly. the Bremerton Car Racing League or like the Port Townsend Car Racing League, and like guys from Seattle can catch the ferry, which is in real time. <laughs> Long. It's so long. It's so long. It takes so long. You're gonna want to drive around. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Since it's a video game. It's much quicker. <laughs> it's much. It's much better to drive around. But uh, oh, but no, yeah, and then you can like establish breaker. race. So it'll have all the roads. But then you can go through in a creator system and say like, this is the start point. This is the end point. You turn here. You turn here. You turn here. And you're taking real roads and you're turning them into racetracks. And then you can have, like, so then people can race those tracks for, like, reputation points. And then if you have enough reputation points, you could take over a city. Or, like, your crew. So, or you can uh, start a crew. are there going to be real weapons that you can use? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, like, also fun, right? Can, can you, like, go to my dad's house and get a bunch of guns? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the game. so so of course this is something I love from like kart racers is like the items that you can pick up, and so I kind of think that it should be done like that. So as you're creating a race course, you can create item pickups, and then you have to like kind of drive. So it becomes a skill thing. So as you drive over these, uh, over these, you know, 
basically, you know, the question mark boxes, but whatever they are in this world, then you can get items that will help mm -hmm. you in the race. And what this also does is it helps you gain an on uh, a home field advantage because as you're building it and as you're defending your own turf, you know the track better than the people who are coming in to challenge you. So you know where to hit exactly. these things in order to win. Exactly. Yeah. Until you got to, like, race on Bainbridge Island and you hit all the things... And it's just like dictionaries <laughs> and like doctoral uh, mm -hmm. theses. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they just render drivers useless. They render them uh, <laughs> bored. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But I, I see this. Is, I, I love this idea. I love incorporating it so that you can have like all these little different things. But I don't think this is going to be supported on a console. This sounds like a PC game, man. Mm. Basically, an MMO open world racer game where you create and defend your turf. Because then you hook up your Oculus Rift, and then right. you don't know what is and isn't reality anymore. And then you then you have uh, blood on the asphalt, as they say. I think in it would, driver's ed. I think you just named the game. <laughs> blood on the asphalt. Yeah. Maybe kick some asphalt. Kick some asphalt is a great name. <laughs> All right. I like that a lot. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, uh, I was back to school shopping with my mom, and we went to Fred Meyer. And uh, I really wanted this shirt. I don't know why I wanted it. Probably because, like, all the cool kids in school played soccer. I did not play soccer. And I also <laughs> obviously didn't know what a poser was at that uh -oh. age. But there was this shirt, and it had, like, a dog on it, like a cartoon dog. And he had like a soccer jersey on, he had a soccer ball, and it said, kick some grass. And like, I was like eight. And so I had no idea what the, what the, what the like that that was a turn of phrase of kick some ass. Mm -hmm. But it says, say, kick some grass. And I was like, I really want this shirt, mom. Like, this is the shirt I want. I want this shirt so badly. <laughs> and like, I kept on like pushing and pushing. He's like, no, you're not going to get the shirt. You're not going to get that shirt. I'm not going to buy that shirt for you. And I kept pushing and pushing, and she finally like leans in and she goes, "Do you realize what that means? It's trying to say kick some ass." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh!" And then my childhood was was over, and I became yeah. an adult. One time when I was a kid, <laughs> like um, I was I was like getting my first wallet, and I was at the store that had a bunch of wallets. Uh huh. I was like uh, figuring out which one I wanted, and there's one that I, I just like the aesthetic of it, like the way it felt and the way it like folded, it like folded nicely and had nice compartments and stuff. I was like, I want this one. And what I didn't realize, it had an it had an image on it that I didn't understand what it was, and it was a big pot leaf. <laughs> I was like, this is the one I want. And my parents were like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, this this is the one that I want. I was like, no, 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 no. And eventually I think they, they told me what it meant. I was like, uh, oh. Oh. I thought this was a leaf or something. I didn't realize it was a pile Man, innocence is like so great. Yeah. It's like the more you, it's like the, the, what they should say on those NBC ads is like, the more you know, the worse it gets. That's what it should yeah. say. Should the have, like, the rainbow. Know. The less you know, the better it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. So, like, as a human, once you when you get that like kick in the gut of like, there's something that you haven't been getting, and like people right. have been like trying to get you away from it, and you've been persisting on it, and it's just like, oh, I feel so stupid right now. 
that's a bad feeling. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, and I've been thinking about this, and I think you have a unique perspective on this as a father, is that, like, you know, kids and, like, swearing, right? Because, mm, yeah. like, I say the fuck word, <laughs> like, when I, like all the time in my head. Like, every the fuck, the fuck word. I say it literally every 10 seconds in my mind. It's like an <laughs> adjective that literally describes everything. Like, yeah. I'm going to sit down in this fucking chair right now. <laughs> Just in my head, it is, it's ingrained myself. It's latched on. There's this crazy human tr- thing that you cannot unlearn things until you become right. super old. And so you... Like, I literally just say it all the time, and I'm not offended by the word. Like, I listen to podcasts, I watch television shows, and fuck doesn't phase me. The 12-year-old me, on the other hand, is, like, not, uh, you know, the the 12-year-old me would be appalled at this. So, as a father, like, how are you going to handle profanity in childhood? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like there's a lot more access to it this these days okay than when we were kids okay it's just around more also like i i try not to swear and i've actually gotten a lot better at not doing it but i actually dropped an f-bomb and an s-bomb in front of my daughter today because i was really mad right this morning which i think every parent has done like i remember hearing my mom and my dad saying those words but only in times when they couldn't help themselves. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, there's things I'm way more concerned about <laughs> yeah. than swearing. And honestly, like, I feel I'm okay with her knowing about them. And it's, it's more about, like, just making sure she knows when to use them and when not to use them for me. Right. And, so, like, nobody like, wants to hear an eight-year-old use drop an F-bomb, dude. Exactly. Don't say him in front of me. <laughs> don't say it in front of me or your mother. Right. Don't, definitely don't say it in front of Gam Gam and Gumbo. <laughs> and don't say it at school. If you need to say it in front of your friends and stuff, okay. But just it's it's on me to uh, instill tact and right. make sure she knows when and it, it is and isn't okay. Right. And when it's in front of me and her mother, definitely not okay. All right. Well, kick some asphalt. All right, Jesse, what's your second topic? So uh, for my second topic, I want to talk a little bit about, Eric, something you brought up when we were talking before the show, which was, how the hell do you watch Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yeah, so I tried to watch it on Netflix, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I know Jesse loves this. I like riff tracks a lot, but I don't really know if I'm watching this correctly. I don't know if I got a bad episode or what. So Mystery Science Theater 3000, it is... First of all, you got to remember this is a mo- this is a series that came out in like the eighties. Okay, I mean this is old ass show. I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, it's like eighties, early nineties was the heyday of Mystery Science Theater. Okay, and um, not every not every episode was great. <laughs> so was- there are there are some phenomenally like beyond hilarious some of the funniest things you'll ever see episodes of it there's some that are just like kind of filler like you can you can watch this while you're washing the dishes or you know cleaning house and just kind of have it going in the background um so was this like a public access show or something like did oh, come this, on, you gotta be kidding me. did it air on television I don't know anything about it. 
Well, Mystery Science Theater, its inaugural year uh, was the inaugural year of a little television network station that you might know of called Comedy Central. Oh, really? It actually came out on the first year of Comedy Central and then was later bought by the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. And I think it lived most of its lifespan on the Sci-Fi Channel. So, um, I want to say it came out in like 88. Okay. And um, it was... The main guy was Joel. Joel is very uh, droll. D-R-O-L-L, for (laughs) lack of a better term. And he's dry, and he's, you know, really funny and witty and stuff, but really low energy. And, like, the original (laughs) years, the original years, there weren't a ton of goofs per second. There's actually, like, people who have calculated, like, jokes per minute per episode, and it went up, like, almost exponentially. So, like, the original episodes... (laughs) You're there with Joel, you're there with Crow T. Robot, and you're there with Servo. And it's almost like you're watching the movie, and occasionally they make like a funny goof. But it's mostly you're just sitting there watching the movie. Later, they bring in Mike, who personally is my favorite, but let's not start some sort of internet flame war over this. <laughs> okay, anything. okay, we'll keep it. Because we'll apparently this is like one of the original internet flame wars, was really? over Joel versus Mike. Wow. Yeah, and it's a big to-do. But Mike is my personal favorite, and um, once he was the main guy, he brought a lot more energy and a Mm. lot more jokes per minute into it. Okay. But still, there's a couple of Mike episodes that are stinkers, and there's there's a couple of, like, all-time great, hilarious Mystery Science Theaters. Okay. So, it's and it's always been Mystery Science Theater 3000? Correct. Okay. And so, yeah, I guess it started in 1988 when Joel Hodgson was only 28 years old. That's how old I am right now. What am I yeah, doing with well, my shoot, life? You guys could relate. I know, right? <laughs> so we got Joel Hodgson, and then who's the other? Who's the other host? Mike Nelson, I believe. Michael J. Nelson. And I, the thing is, like Joel is from Minnesota, and Mike is from Wisconsin. So Say classic rivalry. What? But so. Here's the thing when I'm when I'm scanning for a great mystery science theater episode to watch. Okay. I actually really prefer to watch the ones that are in color. Basically, anytime you can find one that's in color, it's going to be better. For some reason, I don't know. It makes it more watchable <laughs> for me in real life. So, if you can find a Mike episode that's mm-hmm. in color, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Some great one like the best ones are um The Final Sacrifice. That might be my all-time favorite. There's one called Werewolf, starring um, Emilio Estevez's brother. <laughs> Charlie Sheen? No, no, no. That's his son, right? No, that's Martin Sheen's son. Emilio. No, no, Martin Sheen's brother. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, one one of these guys, and there's one that's Soul Taker. The Soul Taker is really good. <laughs> but, like, there, there's some episodes. If you got one that you didn't think was too funny it's Mm -hmm. per chance you got a stinker so uh, the other part i don't understand is like the in-between parts like the skits that they do those those are all garbage skip the skits it's like mark maron just skip the beginning part go right to the interview well this this will make more sense to you eric okay 
It's like Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, yeah. You know the scene yeah. where, like, it, he's fighting the CGI cow? Yeah. yeah. Well, you just skip all the parts that aren't... Stupid and boring, right? Yeah. Just skip all the parts that aren't from Tiger and Crane Fists. Exactly. Skip all the parts that they made themselves in the right. studio. It's not funny. Whatever. Move on. Just any time that it, it, it cuts to that stuff, skip ahead, get back to the actual movie, and you'll, you'll be better for it. All right. Do you, and then, and then uh, you know, for the listeners who don't know, so Mr. Science Theater uh, was canceled eventually, went off the air, but the guys are still around and they're doing riff tracks. Right. Which you can basically download off of iTunes and you sync them up to any movie because like, they used to only be able to use old B-movies that nobody they – could, they could buy the rights to really cheaply. Saying B-movie is generous. Okay. <laughs> F-movies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we give him an F for effort. Oh, oh, oh! Fuck, what's it called? Manos, the hands of fate is classically great. Oh, that's actually, uh, yeah, and that's like a really classic uh, B movie too. Yeah, yeah. There's an MSTK of that. Uh-huh. Oh man, I'm trying to remember the name of this. There's this one where it's like this guy is kind of driving around America, and he kind of like sort of falls in love with this woman and turns out she's a witch and he ha- he has to deal with the whole thing about her being a witch and he and they live on a walnut farm that's a great one. that that one is great oh yeah that one <laughs> uh <laughs> someone out there is like screaming the name of the episode right now i'm sure they are uh it's but then you know we have riff tracks as well and like i watched the harry potter riff tracks at your apartment in bellingham and that was hilarious right yeah riff tracks is great i know these guys have it in them i'm just i was just a little disheartened by this because these are accessible on netflix they have tons of mst3k stuff on netflix so here's the thing like a little while ago i mean it it waxes and wanes a a little while ago i was trying to find some mst3k on netflix and they're like all gone Ooh! So now that they're back on, I'm gonna have to start watching them again. There you go. You're gonna have to watch. Give me some recos. It's such a great, um, like when you're trying to do stuff, like, <laughs> when you're trying to clean the. Ha- I'm, I'm telling you, it's a great thing to have on when you're trying to clean the house. Yeah. And so are we. It's not necessary. Yeah, it's not necessarily a sit down and you know glue your eyes to it kind of thing. Okay, it's like background noise. Maybe if you're playing a board game. Well, depends on what board game. Like Sellers of Catan. Everybody knows the rules. Yeah, 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 there you go. All right. Well, cool, man. Thank you. I'm going to give it another shot. All right, well, uh, we're running a little long, so let's move on to our listener feedback. But before we do, or let you know how you get in touch with us, before we do, let's talk about the Bald Move Network. Uh, Of course, uh, uh, Watching Dead is on right now, uh, so uh, be sure to check out that podcast and uh, let it be your companion to The Walking Dead. And, of course, uh, we have The Because Show, which is uh, the lovely ladies from Los Angeles. Um, and we have uh, Up Yours Downstairs, which is all of your Edwardian needs. So if it's on Masterpiece Theater, uh, they're going to talk about it on Up Yours Downstairs. Go to baldmove.com. You can support uh, Bald Move by going to the Amazon affiliate link and uh, and listening to the shows and rating, rating and reviewing them. Speaking of getting in touch, with, you can get in touch with us uh, by calling us at 360-362-0024, leaving us a 
email at personalarrogance at gmail.com, uh, writing us on Twitter at personalpodcast, or you can uh, get in touch with us on Facebook, which is what some of our friends have done. So uh, we are on the Bald New Facebook page. We're also on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. And each week we post on there and say, we record tonight and let us know if you want us to talk about anything. Uh, Adam Gumble says, I'd call, but I'm not drunk, nor will I get drunk because I'm sick as a mofo. As a result of that, I stayed home from work today, hacking up a lung, drinking a shitload of OJ, and watching House of Cards on Netflix. Two things. Have you seen House of Cards? If so, how'd you like it? If not, I recommend the shit out of it. Also, what is your ideal way to spend a day home away from work? Uh, Sick. For real sick days. For real sick days. Suck ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sentence needed a comma. <laughs> the way that it's written, it seems like it should be said for real suck sick days suck ass, like a like a sentence. Anyway, for real suck days suck ass. Jesse, have you seen House of Cards? No, people keep saying it's good, but yeah. it seems too intense for me. It's a little intense. I, I watched the I watched the the season that's there on Netflix. I liked it a lot. I thought that it was a good show, and especially if you're into the bald move shows. I mean. It is a show to watch. What's your favorite way to spend a sick day? I know that you had a recent sick day. Uh, you know, I just like to sleep in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I know the the only thing the only productive thing that I've done on a sick day was try out for a game show, which like I didn't get. Like a real on. sick day. Yeah. Like a, 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 if you're real a real sick day sick day I mean you're like incapacitated that's the thing that sucks about sick days because you always want a day off. Well, if you but are if sick... you're actually taking a legitimate sick day, it's like God, I wish I was healthy and at work right now and making money. I don't know if being that's at work true. making money right now sounds better than being at home feeling miserable. Well, but if you're sick, you should stay home. That way, you don't get everybody at work sick. Ah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah i think that uh i like what you're doing here adam i think that binge watching whatever's on netflix is a good idea uh and then we got michael merriman he says can i get a shout out for a good cause giving thanks seattle winter clothing drive any and all donations accepted so apparently there's a uh a seattle winter clothing drive you can find them on facebook.com seattle giving thanks so that is the official Seattle clothing drive of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Thank you, Michael. And then finally, we got Justin Olson says, Hey, guys, I was wondering if you have any tips on how to deal with your favorite team sucking for the greater good for the next few years. Uh, from a fan of a 1-11, soon-to-be 1-12 NBA team. You know, Justin, there's two ways to look at that. There's the Seattle Seahawks way to look at this, and then there's the Seattle Mariners way to look at this. Wait, isn't there like 117 NBA games in a year? No, there's only 87, I think. I think it's 87. Yeah, I will. so you're 12 games deep. Don't give up. Uh, like 50 games is like kind of a, a big, big, big total in the NBA. Like winning 50 yeah, games. I, come, on, come on, it just started. <laughs> I mean, the, like I said, though, like there's two ways. To look, like the Seattle Seahawks were kind of terrible a few years ago. In fact... Uh, the year before um, Andrew Luck came into the league, that that was the first year that Pete Carroll was here, I believe. Uh, or I guess it was the second year that Pete Carroll was here. Everybody was saying, you know, suck for luck. Everybody expected the CX to maybe win two games. They won like six games that year. But the CX definitely had a lull between like the height of the Mike Colgren era and then going into the, oh, the Jim yeah. Mora era and then the early Pete Carroll era. 
and then now to where they are today. And this is an easy r- road to to weave because the N- NFL does have a lot of parity. Uh, Seattle has a great ownership group. Um, but then you have the Seattle Mariners, who has a terrible ownership group, and they just will—they're just like locked in mediocrity, and they're flailing at every turn. Um, so I think that the thing you have to look at with your team is, is has there been recent success and are you in a Valley or are you just on this long flat plateau of loserdom? Like the Mariners, like the Mariners. So, um, I guess if you want to have hope, think of it as a Seahawks, uh, lull. And if you uh, are realistic, think of it as a Mariners lull and then just enjoy the hot dogs. That's all you can really do. Also remember, none of it really matters. <laughs> that's that's also true. Invest your emotional <laughs> energy in something that you have some sort of agency over. Right. It's just laundry, man. That's what that's what uh, Aaron keeps saying. It's like you know we're really just rooting for laundry. It's just like team colors on a field and a bunch of guys who aren't from where you're from. Yeah, yeah. If if get more excited over like how good you are at um cleaning, keeping your kitchen clean. <laughs> Get really invested in that. Yeah. Get, get, yeah, do something that you actually have control over. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's our Facebook roundup for this week. Once again, you can find us on the Personal Legends Facebook page and on the Bald Move Facebook page. Let's move on to recommendations. Jesse, what's your first reco? Well, I only have one. Um, okay. This Friday at, a, we'll say, like 8 p.m. PST. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be playing some Civilization Five. With our Rocky Mountain Ooh. correspondent, and if you're interested, listener, mm-hmm. um, just uh, get on the Facebook page and say I'm interested, and we can play some Civ Five. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, my first record this week is actually gonna be a movie I watched. I was a little apprehensive about it. Didn't did kind of put it off for a long time, but it's a uh, Kevin Smith's Red State. I saw it on Netflix, and uh, I actually enjoyed it. I thought that it was a it was very Kevin Smithy, and if you like long bloated um, monologues, uh, but spoken by, like John Goodman can can deliver a monologue, and he's kind of the main character of this thing. So uh, I thought it was good, twisty, turny, and uh, not too serious uh, Netflix watch. So that's on watch instantly if you want to check it out. Red State, and that's your only record this week. Yeah, I only had one. All right, well, that'll be my only record this week, which means the show is a show. And uh, until next time, listener, thank you for listening, and whatever you do. And wherever <laughs> you go. Remember, please, stay, stay arrogant. arrogant. <laughs>